it. This is the year for the Steelers. And if it isn't the year for the Steelers, well, let's just say that it had better be, and not necessarily for the reasons you're thinking as I say that. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. The Steelers are 9-0, and as I'm guessing you're aware. They're facing the Jacksonville Jaguars down there in Florida this coming Sunday. Jags are 1-8. and You would think that the Steelers have a very good chance to be 10-0 and going into the rematch with Baltimore. A time to be genuinely excited about this franchise, about its prospects for winning the Super Bowl again. And they had better. They had better. One thing that I find in just casually discussing the Steelers, whether it's with friends, you know, people that you just talk random sports about pre-corona times when you could do that kind of thing like in a store or a restaurant or whatever, is that the Steelers' window is always attached to Ben. And I get that, especially after a performance like the one that he had Sunday. You realize the incredible, inestimable value that he has to this franchise. But Ben alone can't win a Super Bowl. So Ben alone isn't the window. The reason that I say this is that Cam Sutton, terrific nickel corner for the Steelers, was on a call with us yesterday. And it got me to thinking about the fact that Cam, he's starting at nickel because Mike Hilton is out. And he's done pretty well. He's a different kind of player than Hilton. Hilton is going to be the guy that maybe will get you more splash because he's thrown in on the blitz. Uh, He's maybe more aggressive on the run defense, so you'll hear his name more often. But Cam is doing great work. Not good, but great work in terms of coverage. And then, of course, he had the huge fumble strip on Sunday. Just tore that ball out of T. Higgins' hands for the turnover that led to another Pittsburgh score. Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton are both free agents after this season. Did you know that? We talk so much about Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, and yeah, Bud Dupree, who you can't franchise again, all becoming free agents. But the list is so much longer than those guys. Just going to throw out some other names here at you. Avery Williamson, the linebacker they just picked up, gone after this season. Vance McDonald, gone. Alejandro Villanueva, starting left tackle, gone. Matt Filer, starting left guard, gone. Tyson Alualu, team MVP, gone. That's one-third of everybody who's starting for this team. It's it's a remarkably high percentage. 
And yeah, that's that's something that I guarantee you the players in that locker room are very much aware of. Everybody knows everyone else's contract status. That's just life in a professional room. That might be the kind of thing that you don't hear them discuss, certainly not in formal interview sessions or whatever, but they know. They know. And they know as they look around that what they're getting out of a certain veteran player on top of all this might be something that diminishes in a year or two. Not that you look at Cam Hayward, for example, disrespectfully and go, man, you know, Cam's already in his 30s. I wonder if he's going to be bad next year. It's not like that, but you just have it in the back of your head. Cam Hayward is playing at a certain level right now at the age that he is. Joe Hayden is playing at a certain level right now at the age that he is. There's an opportunity across the board for this group that I very, very strongly believe will not exist after the current season. Yeah, I I know. This stuff isn't fun to think about, much less talk about. You feel as a fan like you've got enough pressure when you're watching the games on Sunday without thinking, this is it. They need to win or forget it. Maybe, maybe next year, somehow, magically, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin can cobble together another roster that's competitive. Maybe they can swing a couple other, you know, Minka-sized trades that make an immediate impact. But I don't think so. I, I don't think you can recreate what this group has, especially in terms of knowing each other. Alex Highsmith can come in and play outside linebacker in place of Bud. He can. But is it going to be the same? Is it going to be the same right away? Is it going to be the same in 2021 as what we see from TJ and Bud? And yes, they actually do work off each other a lot more than you might think, considering they're positioned on opposite ends of the line of scrimmage. That's not a just, you know, snap your finger and everything's fine. That takes time. It's taken time for the Steelers to figure out what they have in Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton. Listen to, listen, this is from Cam yesterday about the adjustments that he's had to make and how much he's appreciated, even though it's come at Hilton's expense, having a chance to be out on the field and show what he can do specifically at nickel corner. Feels good. You know, overall, um, you know, it, it feels it feels really good, you know, just being able to control a lot of situations, you know, down in, down out, obviously having control of, you know, the middle of the field. You know, you're talking about um, being a part of, obviously, every aspect of the game, and especially in the role that I'm in, um, you know, down in, down out. You know, we're we're based upon getting off the field, stopping, stopping our opponents, you know, and, and shutting teams down. And um, if we're not doing that, obviously, um, I feel like that, especially in those situ- critical situations, I feel like that starts with me, you know, because I hold myself to hold myself accountability overall with everything as far as holding us to a standard of getting off the field. And um, 
you know, that's just the expectation. You know, like I said, all the guys are hungry. All the guys are, you know, playing for each other. And it's so much energy and passion out there week in, week out. Um, that it's, it's just so gravitating that, and uh, it, it just feels, it feels really good. Yeah. And then, and then just like that, swoosh, he's gone. Free agency. Here I go. Maybe him, maybe Hilton, maybe both, maybe neither. We don't know. The only thing we do know is that this wonderful group that has mostly matured together, that's learned together, that's performed together, and now as we're seeing week after week, that's won together, does not have beyond the current season. Not in this form, not in this caliber. This is the year to win. No doubt whatsoever in my mind. When we come back, stuff about stadiums. coronavirus map becomes redder and redder and it spreads right back over the more populated regions as opposed to being mostly in the Midwest, the upper Midwest where it's been for the past couple of months there are going to be more and more ramifications for sports including the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens became the latest team yesterday to say in conjunction with the state of Maryland that they're not going to have fans back inside MNT Bank Stadium. They only had them for the one game against the Steelers. And they're going right back to the empty environment again. The reasoning is simple. The D.C. area, the Baltimore area uh, have been hit hard and all the precautions are being taken. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who filed for workers' comp, who need help with medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do They've been keeping promises for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, Elwood City, or you can just learn more about them online at lgkg.com or give them a call, 888-842-5454. The Steelers put out a statement yesterday in response to multiple media requests trying to determine the team's stance on other NFL teams closing off the stadiums. And the Steelers' Burt Loughton, the spokesperson, went very straightforward and generic in saying that they, they absolutely have every plan to continue exactly as they have until circumstances dictate otherwise. The attendance yesterday at Heinz Field was 5,990 if you want to know what that looks like, uh, picture 
a giant bowl filled with 68,500 yellow seats and fewer than 6,000 of those having humans in it. Um, they're spread across the lower bowl. The, the upper decks don't get used, but they're really, really spread out. The same goes for the the security lines, the testing lines. On your ticket, you're assigned to enter through a certain gate so that the gate lines never back up. Anyone who's been to one of these games can attest you are nowhere near other humans at any point in the process unless you're really, really, really stupid. Even the food areas, the restrooms, everything is assigned to a specific section so that people don't pile up. Um, I'm not going to get into advocating what anyone should or shouldn't do in this, in large part because, you know, what I say doesn't matter. But here's the other thing that I think maybe doesn't get readily understood. What the Steelers say and think doesn't matter. And Burt Loughton, the team's spokesperson, is aware of this. If the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania decides that all the stadiums are shut down, stadiums are shut down. If Allegheny County on its own decides that the stadiums are shut down, then the stadiums are shut down. Neither the Steelers nor the NFL have a say in this. All I want to add here is that I have found it to be commendable that teams have tried on a safe and cautious level to do this. I'm sure they're making some money off of having 5,000, 6,000 fans in the stadium. I'm also sure it isn't a ton. They could probably get by without having anyone there and not worrying about to pay for the extra security and extra everything else that goes into it. I also find it commendable that teams like the Steelers haven't gone overboard with this. I was in Dallas a week earlier, and Jerry Jones got approval from the state of Texas and the city of Arlington to have as many as 20,000 people inside AT&T Stadium. And what do you know, after the Steelers get done beating the Cowboys, they announced the attendance, and it was more than 30,000. You know, really, Jerry? (laughs) I mean, for all the revenues that come into individual NFL teams, but especially the Cowboys... That extra 10,000 fans, is that really worth it? Especially since all you were letting in there were Steelers fans anyway. Had to be two-thirds of the crowd. Greed knows no bounds with some people. I happen to be of the belief, and have been for a while, that you could manage sports and fans together. That a lot of this was optics, a lot of this was just picturing scenes like the one that should never have been allowed at Notre Dame. It hasn't been like that at pro events. You don't have, literally, college kids ready to rush the field. 
at the pro events, you're going to see you're going to see people who you know have families, people who are older, who paid a lot of money for their tickets, and are going to be coming there as individuals. They're not going to do anything necessarily as a group. I have also seen now in several stadiums that I've been in. Um, on the road, in addition to Heinz Field and PNC Park here, these teams know what they're doing. Uh, there is an abundance of caution, an excess of caution with the scene inside these stadiums. I'm not going to begrudge whether it's the state of Maryland or the Ravens or whatever when they do shut down I just don't see that much difference between going to these games and sitting in a section with nobody around you for 20 or 30 feet and, you know, going to Giant Eagle. It's, if anything, the stadium setting sounds that much safer. When we come back, a really weird question. Are the Steelers boring? Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. When I get done writing after a Steelers game, whether it's home or road, whether I'm sitting on the couch or I'm in a hotel room, I'll unwind a bit by watching the day's NFL highlights, of which I have seen none to that point, like ever. Just way too busy, way too immersed in Steelers. I don't have any clue as to what's going on. So, for example, I didn't see that amazing Hail Mary play between Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals' victory until like half a day following its actual completion. But I leave these things on. I leave the NFL shows on, whether it's NFL Network, ESPN, whatever, kind of as background music. You know what I mean? I, I keep doing work. I keep doing stuff on a laptop, but I have the the NFL stuff going on in the background. And, and what I picked up more than anything over the last 24 hours is that the Steelers are 9-0 and and what else can we talk about? You know what I'm saying? Like, Because there's nothing interesting to say about it. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. Their mission is to feed people in need, to eliminate hunger in our region, and they need your help to do that. Visit the website growsharethrive.org. A gift of $10 is, for a very limited time, matched by a gift of $5. And that corresponds all the way up the mathematical scale. The more you give, the more the match comes in. $1 is all it takes 
to provide enough food for up to five meals. GrowShareThrive.org. Yeah, I'm watching these shows and I see Cardinals this and Browns that and uh, what else was there? Patriots beating the Ravens. And they were making a lot of very big deals about a lot of things. Of course, Antonio Brown did something, whatever, a month or two ago that somebody found out about now. The Tampa Bay Bucks are the team that has all the the drama names, if you will, with Brady and Gronk and now A.B. And it feels like there's very little actual discussion about the team that for two weeks now has been the only undefeated one in the league. Is that because of the Steelers' caliber of opponent? Maybe. Maybe. But last week they played the Cowboys, and the Cowboys get all kinds of attention even when they stink, as they're proving this year. This week it was the Bengals, but they've been getting more attention than you might think because of Joe Burrow. This coming weekend, they're playing the Jaguars. And I mean, you talk about a team that doesn't get any notice. So it's possible that the Steelers would be 10-0 and and there's really nobody talking about it. Why is that? I guess most of the reasons would be good. Because there isn't any drama attached to the Steelers. What's the drama that Juju occasionally dances? I don't know. What What's the drama here? What's the hook? What's the thing that the four people sitting at those long desks can have a back and forth about? There isn't anything. What are you going to say? Is Ben elite? Um, is Ben really the best quarterback in the AFC North since the other three have Heisman trophies as if what happens in college matters? What is, what's the debate point? They've taken it away from everyone. They've taken away everything you'd want to put on your discussion list. I'm not going to lie. I have a tough time myself coming up with topics, not often, but occasionally. Because when you get into the, how do I put this here? When you get into the, the negative stuff, there's more of a, there's more of a case for, for point and counterpoint, back and forth. And that lends itself naturally to dialogue, even if it's a show like this where you're, you're going solo because you're taking a stance and you're expressing at least what the opposite stance would be. There isn't one with this team. What do you say? Fire Randy Feetner. Uh, James Conner needs to stop running east-west. Well, no kidding. I mean, there's there's just not much there. I'd like to think that this is why. I'd like to think that this is the thing. But I'm not 100% sure that it is. If I had to take it further, my guess would be that the national attention really isn't on the Steelers because they don't believe that the Steelers are legit undefeated team, meaning something that's special, uh, something that's headed toward some big dramatic conclusion. And when you watch the Steelers games on a consistent basis, as you have and I have and we all know, they don't ever 
make you feel like they're completely dominant, just in spurts, just on certain sides of the ball or certain halves. So I don't think they've sold people. You know what else I think? I think they definitely don't care. They really don't care. What was it that Mike Tomlin said about that? We do not care. There it is. <laughs> you knew I'd bring that in. Thanks so much for listening today. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.